Hello, 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 Anchor fam, and welcome back to my station. This is your girl, Ebony B, and I am so, 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 so excited to be finally sitting down with an interview with Jewel C. Is that how you pronounce your name? C, yes. Okay. It is Jewel C. C is, of course, for my last name, Coleman. But okay. um, I prefer C. I don't know. Yes. I guess it's mysterious or something. It so. is. <laughs> it, and it sounds so good. Like, JC. Like, yeah. You see how I like, wrote it? Like, yeah. like, it's a thing already. I don't even know. It is. It is. Okay, Smoky. cool. Cool. So, I know Jewel um, from Tuskegee. Um, but I've just been watching her, I don't even know, become... And so I'm just really excited to sit down and speak with her today. So welcome, Jewel. Um, so we're going to get started with introduction of like where you're from. Um, yeah, where you're from, your hometown, family background, like what is what? Like I really would like to know all the all the important details. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> I have a lot of unimportant details. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, so first of all, I am Jewel C, as she said, and first things first, I am truly honored to be here. I just want to thank you for noticing my journey because it definitely is a journey to becoming, I guess you can say. Um, but I am born upstate New York, but raised in Birmingham, Alabama to, um, two military parents. So they kind of traveled around a lot. Um, and I think that one major thing that helped me like start to become is the stories that my parents told. And, you know, when you first asked me that, um, I was trying to think what made me who I am, like growing up, Mm -hmm. uh, well, just, being around my parents I and mean, I have two older sisters okay. so I was just like I don't know what really got me to become the person I am but I just thought about it like my parents are in the military and they tell a lot of stories about their friends that they met and like the war stories and just being out there um in the army just kind of their becoming journey and it just makes me like say I want to go venture out and become the woman mm-hmm. that I want to be and I want to yeah. be adventurous and I meet want to meet a lot of people and yeah. I want to travel so that really got me started on my journey of becoming Jewel so oh so 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 cool uh well thank you for sharing that so like I said I did oh my gosh Jewel it's just so crazy how you go through college and you have like all these random like flashbacks Mm -hmm. like I I used to speak to you you know I used to smile you know in passing but it was just so crazy because you never know what people are going through right right? like we're really just like in a community together still learning what that means to be in a community such as that and yeah so what was your Tuskegee experience like like what did you think it would be like coming from Birmingham or did you have like a huge Tuskegee um uh, appearance or like visual like I'm from Texas so I really did not see Tuskegee like that but like growing up in Birmingham did you see it often what made you want to go so I mean I've heard of Tuskegee before going to Tuskegee but I never knew that it was such a major deal um, I was really the first child to go off to college, like straight from high school. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really know what that experience was like. My two older sisters went to college, but it was like later in their um, adult years. Mm-hmm. And my mother, she went to Miles College, oh, but cool. she, uh, she was about 30-ish, 40, mm-hmm. I want to say, when she um, 
went to Miles College. So it wasn't really like, this is my HBCU experience, you know? Um, so I really didn't know too much about black colleges and what to do. And I, I heard from people like, you know, there are different paths you can take being yeah. in college, but uh, it's ultimately up to you. And I had no idea. I mean, I was 18, 17, and I'm just like, I just want to turn up. Right. So, <laughs> so um, I really didn't know what to expect. Um, and I literally came to Tuskegee by chance. And I, I like to tell this story because the reason I went to Tuskegee and the reason I stayed at Tuskegee are two different things. Wow. Um, so I was at a college fair in high school. I think it was my junior year. Mm-hmm. And we were just walking around to different tables, meeting recruiters. And it was the uh, one of my teachers, they were like, it's time to go. We got to go get on the bus. And I was talking to a Tuskegee recruiter. I didn't know he was a Tuskegee recruiter. I just had walked up to the table. And the guy said, I tell you what, just write your name, write your email, and your phone number and an address and we'll handle the rest Mm -hmm. so I just wrote all this down and I ran out I didn't even get his name he didn't know who I was um a few months later I ended up with a scholarship to Tuskegee Mm -hmm. and I'm like how did I get a scholarship to this school I didn't even talk to this man like I don't even know what happened um so I was like okay Tuskegee my mom's all excited like okay you got your first scholarship in the mail um And then a year later, I finally did a tour. I was in like this leadership program and they took me to Tuskegee. And I was like, okay, so, you know, this is cute. You know, (laughs) this is really nice. Everyone's nice. So I'm interested. You know, I still had the scholarship, but I was looking at my other options. Mm -hmm. Um, But I finally made the decision to come to Tuskegee. It was a last minute decision, but um, I made the decision. And when I got there, I was like, I don't know if I should have came to Tuskegee. Um, yeah. Everybody, I feel like everybody has that feeling like once you get started and it's just still quiet. Yeah. It's still. I was kind of like having crickets going on. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think this is <laughs> the right decision for me. I'm not sure. Like, yeah. oh, what am I going to do? And then I was afraid to tell my mom, like, I think I want to transfer schools. Mm-hmm. Um because I knew she wasn't going to be hearing it at all. So I was just like, you know what, Jewel, you got to figure it out and make it work. So I finally started making my career path, which was um, at the time computer science okay. work for me. So mm-hmm. we had three different choices. It was computer science, information systems, or um, something else. I don't even know what the third one was. But I knew that I was interested in business and I wanted to merge the two, technology and business together. So I kind of made a shift from computer science to information systems. And once I got in that and I started really getting into the business side, that's what made me stay at Tuskegee because I was like, all right, they're pushing me Mm -hmm. to figure out who I am. They're pushing me to go out and talk to people and learn about different career paths so I'm not just stuck doing one thing or doing something that I don't want to do. So that ended up being the reason why I stayed at Tuskegee. So Yes. So, okay, duh, you were in the business school, so I saw you so much. So I graduated with a degree in finance in 2019. And when did you graduate? So I graduated with my bachelor's in information systems in 2017. And then two years later, 2019, I graduated with my master's in cybersecurity. Yes, I remember your your master's, your pictures for your master's. They were really pretty. (laughs) Really pretty. Um, So what did you take away from your experience 
at Tuskegee. Because you were you were active. Yes. Can we get into that? Okay. Like you didn't just go to school, did you? No. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> so <laughs> um I did a lot of leadership programs. Um one major program for me was pre-alumni council. That was I can say my favorite um organization to be in. And that's because I have a mentor. I don't know if you know Jamon, um, but he is like this major guy in my life who I love and love, love, love. And I look up to him and I just go to him with a lot of career questions because he's someone who takes risk in his life. Um, But he was like the president of pre-alumni council at the time. And he was so inspiring. And he was also my laser leader. Um, I don't know if you guys got laser leaders. I know you had orientation leaders. leaders. And I think the guy for pre-alumni who was president was Maurice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maurice, yeah. Yeah, you're right. So that was... When I that's when you came in, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I get you, I get you. So, so I don't know, totally different. Yeah, I don't for know me. So, Jamon, he definitely had a great impact in my life, and he was pre alumni council president at the time. He was just so excited about Tuskegee and just taking off in his career that I was just like, I think this is where I should be because uh, he's able to get a lot of opportunities. Maybe I can do the same thing. Yeah. So, um that was one organization that I participated majorly in. Um, of course, NSBE, National Society for Black Engineers. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a, a um, volunteer organization. I cannot remember the name mm-hmm. of it right now, but um, we went out to the high school in Tuskegee, and I did tutoring in English for some of the students uh, during the day. Was it Next Step Up? Next Step Up, sure was. Yes. Yep, so I was in that organization. Um, and then I have, of course, my computer science organizations that I did. So, cool. yeah. Oh, and you were in Rafe. Oh, I, yeah. I sound like such a fan. I know, like. I love it. You know more about me than me. <laughs> Um, rave review. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that is definitely my fave modeling troupe. It was fun. It was tough in the beginning, but it was definitely fun and exciting to do the fashion shows during school. So yeah, I did a lot of other extracurricular activities, but you know, those are the major things. (laughs) Cool. Cool. So with being in rave and just being like so active, like you were in Nesby, you know, a program for engineers, but I know you were in, you know, computer science and information systems. Um, so like what, Outside of you, you know, wanting um, a successful life outside of, after Tuskegee, rather, um, like what built your confidence to pursue certain things? And then how was your confidence built once you entered the things that you were pursuing? Okay. I think that's a loaded question. It is. So, okay. (laughs) I think I got it. I think I got it. So, um, honestly, my confidence, and I, I, I kind of have to distinguish the two because, of course, you go to Tuskegee or you go to college in general mm-hmm. to become, right? We all want to become the Tuskegee woman. Um, however, before I came to college, I would say that I had a high level of confidence. And, of course, you know, we go through our emotions during college. That's natural. We're becoming adults, you know, and it's kind of growing pains. But 
Before I came to college, I would say I had a high level of confidence simply because I've always been the thick girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was never that I was talked about or anything like mm-hmm. that. <clears throat> but I've always noticed how different I was from my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never had a thick friend. I've never had a big friend. I've never had a fat friend or anything like that growing up. All my friends were like really skinny mini and, you know. And I've always felt like... Well, if I'm going to be the one that's different, then I'm going to stand out. Right. You know? So, and it was never a conscious decision, but I think subconsciously I used to just say, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to look good. Like, if we're going to go out, I'm going to dress the best. Like, whatever the case may be, I never did it on purpose, but it was always a goal of mine. Okay. Yeah. So, that really boosted my level of confidence because my friends would always look to me for the advice. Look to me for what are we wearing. Look to me for how we're doing this. So, and I was just like, you know. You you owned it at a before Tuskegee. Right, right. I definitely owned Jewel before Tuskegee. I didn't know that Jewel was Jewel. You know, I didn't know Jewel was Jewel C yet, but um, (laughs) I definitely owned a part of me before I came to Tuskegee. And just getting to Tuskegee really, I would say, enhanced my confidence for sure. And doing the different... um, extracurriculars uh, at Tuskegee really, really put a, I guess, enhancement on my level of confidence, just becoming Jewel C and showing me that, hey, the world is yours. You can be anyone you want to be. So it definitely, definitely um, took a part in who I am now. So Yes. And I just love that, like, the world is here. Like, become who you want to yeah. be. And you have access to that. Yes. Let me give you the tools. Yes. Let me put you in an environment, in a community with people who have the same heart. Mm-hmm. You know, they may not get to the, the mindset or the action all at the same time, but truly they have the same heart to, you know, become the best, right. leave the legacy. Right. Um, and so I just think that that's just super cool and really powerful. Yes. So let's talk about um, post-grad life, you know. Um, so you did graduate with your bachelor's in 2017, um, and then you got your master's in 2019. Um, what was life, and then you moved to Texas. Yep. So what was life like for you post-grad? So after my bachelor's, I mean, I was more confused about life than I started. (laughs) Um, You know, everyone thinks that you're supposed to go to college and just figure out who you are. That's not that's not how it works. Um, College is definitely an experience where it puts you in an environment with like minded individuals all going towards some goal, whatever the goal may be. Um, And it gives you opportunities to decide who you want to be, decide what path. And some people are blessed and lucky enough to discover who they are. Mm-hmm. But for me, that's not that's not what happened. Um, I went through college and loved it, thought it was amazing, and I was still lost yep. on what life was supposed to be. So um, <clears throat> post-graduation in 2017, I was really, really trying to determine who is Jewel? Like, why were you placed on this earth? And why was that important to you? Because you were confused, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. or 
because you wanted to tap into the lifestyle that your parents had created for themselves or like why was it important for you to like okay like this is super important for me to figure me out getting older Mm. getting older is really something that um not necessarily scared me but i became more aware of it Mm. um and not because i felt like i was running out of time just because i didn't want to waste my time Um, and I I was what 22 uh, at the time when I graduated with um, my bachelor's and I was just like okay so are you gonna be lost for the next five years or are you gonna start doing things to figure out who you want to be you know and I was really going through like a crisis where I was sad all the time and I didn't know what was wrong I would find myself crying and sitting in my room just ugh. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just like, Jewel, well, you know, no one's going to come and save you. Yeah. You have to figure out who you want to be, where you want to go, what you want to do. So one day I just woke up and I said, I'm starting a vlog. <laughs> I'm starting a vlog and I'm going to vlog my journey to help. Um, <clears throat> that's what I originally started with. And it was because at the time I was 215 pounds. Mm-hmm. I'd never been that size in my life. Mm-hmm. And I didn't gain the freshman 15. It was the senior 15, okay. senior 20, senior uh, 30 mm-hmm. that um, I gained. So I was like, wow, you have let yourself go. So let's mm-hmm. start there because I think that if you can get your health in order, mm-hmm. then you will start getting your life in order. Mm-hmm. So that's really what I just decided. And I just woke up. I was like, I'm going to buy a new phone. And I went and bought a new phone. And I just sat down and I started recording. And here I am a few years later. You didn't only record, but you also posted. I po- yeah. You kind of edited. I kind of edited. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely like, You know how many people have <laughs> vlogs in their phones that are still in their phones? So... Kudos to you for that. And I just, I, I definitely, like, sense a connection of, you know, what what made you want to document it, though? Um, So, you know, a lot of times people say I'm going to do something and they keep it to themselves. And because no one knows, then they don't feel like they have to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but when we tell someone and then that person says... So you still doing that? <laughs> it makes you feel some type of way if you're not. Oh, yeah. And especially if someone says it in such a tone where I knew you were going to quit, Ooh. you know? Yeah. And so I'm that person where, okay, you want to challenge me, mm-hmm. I can show you. Mm-hmm. So I wanted it to be a challenge for myself to make sure I did what I was supposed to do. And another major thing for me was... <clears throat> When I first started, what was on my mind was my family. And when I talk about it, I get emotional. I try not to. But I get emotional because, um, and it's not that I have like this horrible family or anything, but all of us needed a healthy lifestyle journey. Mm. And we can all say one day we're going to get in shape. One day we're going to do this. But if no one ever does it, it's not going to happen. And so I've always felt like the person where I had to become so others around me 
can become as well, you know? Um, and so my family was on my on the forefront because I didn't want my mom to smoke cigarettes. I didn't want my sister to be unhealthy. So I was just like, you know what, Jewel, you have to get yourself in order so that people can see that it's possible. Yeah. You have a niece and a nephew coming up behind you. You have to go get your master's degree so they can see that it's possible. Yeah. So the things that I do really put it in place for my family to be able to come up behind me and say, you know what, if she can do it, I can do it too. So. Wow. So that was your why. Yeah. It was your family. And I think that sometimes, like me personally, you know, what ways can I um, support my family Mm -hmm. while still supporting myself Mm -hmm. and putting myself at the forefront? And I think that you just gave a really great example of I'm literally going to take care of me. I'm going to become in this selfish but not so selfish state of mind because I'm it's a it's bigger than me um and I'm gonna do it and I don't know I just feel like with that mindset and like as you're like actually waking up and choosing to every day absolutely it 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 just you you feel the change but maybe even before you see the results yes or while you're getting the results it's you're beca- like I was on the phone with somebody, one of my spiritual mentors, and she was like, you know, you look good, you know, I have a birthday coming up. Um, it's a lifestyle change. It's a, it's lifestyle, a lifestyle change. change. It's a lifestyle change. For sure. And so, but I, my journey is just really, it's not that different, you know. I was always the thicker, bigger girl. Um, I come from a family of heavier people, you know what I'm saying? So I did not have the confidence of, oh, I'm going to own where I am right now because I also had a side of the family that was very health conscious. So I was like right in between. I'm like, okay, well, who am I going to love? You know, just even talking about myself, but what part of me am I going to love? What part of me am I going to identify with or whatever? Who am I going to become? What what does that look like for me? So in college, I think I started working out. Uh, I don't think, but I started working out with, I call her KG, Kayla Griffin. But anyways, um, so I started working out with her and, but here now, once my mentor made the comment of me losing weight, um, but I was just like, yeah, like it's just, it's just really different. Like number one, I'm learning my body. Um, so like I had a goal of like, okay, I'm gonna work out three times a week. I have not really hit that goal of three times a week, but I've been consistent in two times a week. Right. Right. And I've been seeing results Mm -hmm. from two times. I'm like, girl, what? Right. Two times and consistent with, um, you know, my eating Mm -hmm. and just being really conscious and, um, all that stuff. Well, that's, that's the main thing that's important is the food because people have a hard time with getting their food on track and controlling their cravings so kudos to you for being able to be consistent with your eating you know what I'm saying I I think that had I started there it may have been different for my journey but um it's definitely definitely a great thing that you're able to focus on what you're eating so yes well thank you thank you so um that brings me into our next um 
topic, which is uh, your lifestyle change. So what's that about? What made you want to... I heard you say that you like challenges, so yes. that's great. Yes. But like, what made you want to just? Oh, you told me your mom, your family, yeah. all that, all that. But just give us a little bit more on what your lifestyle change was um, and how it's going. Okay, so when I started, like I said, I was two hundred and fifteen pounds. I could not walk up steps without being out of breath, um, and I really overall just hated my body image, honestly. Like I really and. I still had the confidence. I was still Jewel. I can still rip a runway, but it was when I came home and looked in the mirror, I was not impressed. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, And so I was just like, you know what? We got to get this together because this is not hot. And, and, you know, it doesn't feel good either. And it was definitely messing with my confidence and my emotions and how I felt about me. And that's more important than what everyone else feels. So I was just like, let's get Jewel in order. Um, And really, I had no idea what I was doing, but my, you know, I started off, my blog was called 23 for 23, Healthy Lifestyle Change. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everyone thought it was me trying to lose 23 pounds. It had nothing to do with 23 pounds. It was, I was 22 and I was about to become 23. And it was like racing toward the woman that I wanted to be when I turned 23. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it would go further. I didn't know it would be major. I just knew that when I turned 23, I didn't want to be the same woman I was at 22. So, um, it was just a race to get to Jewel. That's really, really what it was. Um, and I just started waking up every day uh, and deciding and choosing to work out, choosing to eat healthy. I, I found some motivational speakers who I like to call my mentors, even though I don't personally know them. But um, you have E.T., the hip-hop preacher, Jim Rohn, Les Brown. Those are different people that I started listening to, and I bought all their books, and I just started reading every single day because I'm just like, if they can do it, and if they're pushing me, um, and if they're saying that it's possible, then it must be possible. You know what I'm saying? And even even if I don't get to become like them, I won't be the same person I am now, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, whatever the case may be, I'm not going to stay right here. So uh, I just really started saying, you know what? I'm getting up every single day and ET talks about it a lot. He gets up at 3am and I'm just like, I don't know about 3am, but I started getting up at five o'clock in the morning and I started saying, I'm going to work out because I had a long schedule. You know, I was getting my master's at the time. And so I'm just like, I got to go to work. When I left work, I would go teach a class. And when I left that class, I went to class. And then after that, I would tutor for the evening. So I never really had a chance to work out during the evening. So I'm just like, if ET getting up at uh, three, I can at least get up at five. So every single day I just started doing it. And like a year later, I lost 30 pounds and I was just like, okay, you know, and people were like, well, how did you do it? And I'm just like, well, let's vlog it. You know what I'm saying? Let's just put it on the vlog and I'm going to give advice on what to do. Even though I'm not perfect, I don't know. I'm not a health expert. I'm not a health guru, but um, I do know with discipline, motivation, and desire, you can get what you want. So that's what I started doing every single day. 
and it just became a lifestyle for me instead of a diet mm. because I knew that diets wouldn't work for me personally because you go on a diet, which means at the end of that diet, you go okay. off, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so what do you do after that? And I didn't want it to be me reverting to the old person that I was because I no longer wanted to be that person. So, In the name of love, though. Yes. Yes. Self-love. Yes. For sure. Yes. For sure. So what hobbies did you develop while you were on your lifestyle change and um, after post-grad? So um, I am currently a DJ, and that is something that I started when I first graduated with my bachelor's. And I, I, it's funny because... What I wanted to go to school for had nothing to do with what I graduated with. So I wanted to be in the fashion and music industry originally. And my mom was like, I don't think so. I think that you need to go to school for something else and really get into that later on. So I always knew that I wanted to do music. I always knew that I wanted to be a DJ. I just never had the skill and never knew what to really do to get into it. But post-grad, I definitely started working on it. I was no good, but I started. And then when I moved out to Texas, I found a mentor. And he really put me on game on like just techniques and how can I just become better and how many times a week I needed to practice in order to become better. And now that hobby is, has really started to take off as my profession or at least one of the professions that I do. So, you know. That's really cool. Yeah. I love that. Yes, yes, yes. I love that because, like, you know, in this society, we are pushed to be so, we'll, we'll just call it, like, traditional. Yes. You know, so cookie cutter, um, not a lot of risk. Um yes very playing it safe yeah like you know i i do work full time but like i am not stuck here yes i don't don't have to be i don't have to be here and i think that that is another like powerful thing just to be able to own because there are a lot of people who are in careers at jobs that hate being there and it's just like it and you're doing it because you feel like it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Maybe maybe you don't have, you know, the courage to do it. Um, uh, maybe you know that it's going to be hard for you to start a business or come up with an idea or find a way to survive or to live. But, I mean, like, let's create a life that we love. Exactly. That's my focus this year. That is, like, my mantra this year. That is where my head is at. I am just working on creating a life that I love, putting things in place. And if it doesn't include you know, going to work for somebody every day or going to a specific company to work every day. That's just what it is. Like the the guilt attached to it is just a little overrated. Oh, it is. It is. I think that for me, I can say growing up society conditioned us to believe that you got to have a job to have the life that you want. 
And I am a firm believer that you are not going to become your dream person going to your nine to five job. It's just, you know, and it's not that you don't have to like your nine to five job. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that there are other things out in this world and it's more to it than just waking up and going to work for someone else, you know? And I can say my journey to losing weight and becoming healthy was my awakening to that Mm. um and my parents they never conditioned me to say you gotta grow up go to college and get a job like it wasn't that they never said that they always knew that I was a risk taker and they just let me take those risks just because I honestly I wasn't hearing it no other way (laughs) like if I couldn't do it the jewel way it wasn't gonna get done so um they allowed me to flourish and be the person that I wanted to be. I, I give them that and I appreciate them for that so much because now that I'm in the position of awakening and helping others awaken as well, I can say it was because of my parents that I am, you know, here where I am. So That's awesome. And I, I definitely agree with you about having the support from your parents. Like when I left my first job, you know, definitely sat down, um, talked with my mom and was just like, listen, like this is my first time with, you know, a job outside of college, but this is not what I imagined for myself. This is not what I went to school for, not specifically for that job, but to be in that type of environment, to have, to not have the type of coaching that I wanted, needed a type of leadership that I could look up to. Like, that's not what I wanted for myself. But when she gave me the permission Mm -hmm. to do what was best for me, it gave me a sense of freedom that I could progress, I could develop, and I could land something else. And it definitely gives me the confidence. So now I'm, you know, in a new career and, you know, we're, it's getting a little rough. Um, But I am... I'm I'm just asking myself so many questions, right? So it's like taking the time to develop and become, you know, while I am devoting my so much of my time to somebody else, it is a lot harder, yeah. but it is possible it is. to become who you desire to be. Okay, so Jewel, we had a little minor uh, disturbance, but it's okay we're because we're back. We're back. We're back. So <laughs> I wanted to talk to you uh, more about your businesses. Um, I know you have the vlog, um, and you are a DJ. Yeah. Uh, but what else um do you do that is maybe in the form of a hobby now, but transforming into a business or um so. I do a couple of things. One, I have official public apparel clothing brand, um, and I'm a partner with my beau. I like to call him, but my boyfriend. He's so cute. Um, <laughs> and we created this a few years ago, but we didn't re- drop it until 2020, uh, February, I believe. So um, we just have like right now streetwear t-shirts that we design and we just dropped a spring collection that I love so much on April 1st. So um, that's kind of like our baby. We're kind of like molding into something bigger. So we do a lot where we learn about the fashion industry and we look into trade shows and being a vendor at different events. So we're just trying to 
uh, like grow our business as well as grow ourselves mm-hmm. because we're both business people. So anything that we that... can learn, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And how has that been, like love and business? Oh, that's a challenge uh, because he'll get on my nerves, and then I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I don't want to talk about no shirt. I don't talk about nothing. Um, I am definitely. I'm not the person to separate emotion from business, but it's because I'm so passionate about a lot of things. And when I get passionate, I get passionate about if if I'm talking about it, I'm passionate about it, honestly. Um, So it's a challenge, but we definitely make it work. Like we have OPA business hours every day. Um, And, you know, even like we're here on a trip in Houston right now, but we make sure, hey, we got to get some graphics for OPA. Let's pull out the clothes. Let's go here. Let's capture these shots. Let's get these visuals. So we definitely stay on track, but I think it's because it's merged in our life. You know, we know this is something that we want to do. Um, so we make sure we get that done before we do anything else. So, you know, it's been fun. It's been fun. It's interesting. Cool. Okay. So Jewel, we are wrapping up our conversation. Um, but before we do have two more things I want to ask you, which one do I want to ask you first? Okay. I want to talk about this alkaline celebration that you were on. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about it. Can you please tell me more? Okay. So I'm sure everyone has heard of Dr. Sabi. If not, he is a, an alkaline healer. I don't want to talk too much on him because I don't know everything, but, um, he definitely has like videos where he talks about alkaline foods and how to heal your body and release the mucus and heal diseases or reverse diseases. Um, and just kind of become a whole plant-based food eater. So, um, in January, my beau and I decided that we were going to go on this challenge of a hundred days of alkaline eating. And there is like a food list. So alkaline is different from vegan. So I've been doing vegan and plant-based for about two years now. Mm -hmm. Um, but alkaline is totally different because where you can eat vegan chips that have like a lot of preservatives in it, like the Lay's potato chips or something like that. You can't eat potatoes um, on alkaline. There are certain seasonings you can't eat. Um, Of course, a lot of foods that you just cannot have. So it's definitely more challenging than vegan because it requires you to cook everything um, because you just, you can't have no preservatives at all, like no guar or citric acid or anything like that. So you definitely spend a lot of time in the kitchen with alkaline eating, but we, he, my beau, he's definitely was like, we can do it. We can do it. And I'm just like, "Ah." (laughs) you know, and it's not that I didn't think that we could do it. I just know that he would be over it a lot sooner than I, but he's great at challenges. Like if he decides that he wants to do it, then he's in it. I'm just like, can we just end 10 days early? Like, <laughs> but, um, uh, our hundred days ended on April 14th. So we're here in Houston celebrating for the weekend. Okay. So a so hundred days. of So it was a hundred days of no alcohol, no white sugars, no baked goods, no eating out. Um, we did go on uh, one trip to the Grand Canyon and we kind of had no choice. I did cook a couple of days, but 
whatever we ate out, we definitely made sure it was alkaline. It, it's possible, but you just have to let your people that you're with know and kind of your servers say, hey, I don't need all the extra just <laughs> the, the leaves, please. <laughs> so, um, it was a challenge, but we definitely, definitely, definitely made it work. Um, and we saved a lot of money because we would eat out like every weekend. Let's go. Where we eating at? You know, and we're both in a new state and city where we're not from. So we are exploring every weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I've learned is what's the point of going out if you're not eating? Like, you know, if I'm going, if I'm taking you out, I'm like, hey, let's grab some food. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, that's the major thing. That's what brings people together. So just finding other things to do besides eat, that was like a shockwave. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I can but we made it work. We made that it work. Is- so freaking cool. Well, congratulations you. to you Thank all. You. <laughs> um, I think that's really awesome to just be able to commit for 100 yes. days. Yes. Come on, somebody. Wow. Committing to the lifestyle change. Yes. Uh, that is so, yes. so beautiful. Okay. So my last question for you, Jewel, and thank you so much for coming of out course. here, of waiting course. on me. Of you shouldn't course. have had to wait on me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's cool. I'm, so sorry. It's I'm cool. getting better. I'm getting better. That's, okay. That's I'm getting better. Get better. I'm not, I was never <laughs> terrible, but I was never just like yeah. timely. Yeah. Um, progress. Yes. Thank you for seeing me. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> So, um, how, how are you brave or confident enough to pursue a life that you love and commit to it? How? Yeah. Um, so I would say that I, so I told you ET, the hip hop preacher is my mentor and he would say all the time, you know, can you bet on yourself? Mm. You know? Are you brave enough to bet on you? And when he said that, I mean, he might have been in a better position to bet on himself, but I don't care where I am. I don't go against me. Mm. I bet on me 100%. And I believe that I will step up to the plate of whatever I have to do. And I I, I say that because I tell people a lot of times, you know, I don't mind saying I'm going to quit my job one day and pursue my dreams. I don't mind saying that because I'm not afraid to bet on Jewel. Mm. I know that my abilities will step up. I'm the type of person where I have to step out and grow my wings on the way down. So I bought a rental property and I never had a rental property before. And I was just like, I just got to do it because that's the only how that's how I learn. I learn by going through the fire. I learn by putting myself in the challenge. So I'm just, I'm just the type of person where I have to bet on me. So... I, I, I don't know if that's how, but that's what I do. Right. You know, when I step out there and just own Jewel C. So I love it. I definitely think that this conversation was everything that I thought it would be, Yay. even though it was not perfect. No, not perfect <laughs> but it's okay. Um, so thank you so, so much for coming and uh being on combos with ebony v i really appreciate it and me too i'm excited to see um what we're able to do with just you know 
this piece of content. Yes, it was um, an honor. It was an honor for yes, sure. Yes, yes. So thank you again. Um, and where can people find you or follow you? So I post vlogs every Friday. Um, Fridays are called Feeling Myself Fridays. And um, you can find my vlog under Jewel C. That's J-E-W-E-L, the letter C. Um, and then you can find me on most or all actually social media networks, IG, Twitter, and even Facebook under jewel.c. So that's where I am. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much. Uh, Anchor Fam, I hope you all were able to take away something from this interview. It was an interview that I was really excited to do, and I hope that it has touched you, it has encouraged you on your personal journeys to becoming or whatever. Um, And so, until next time, I'll see you again here at Combos with Ebony B. Bye.